Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Hello, listeners. This is Sam with a quick little announcement. This is not the episode. This is the announcement before the episode. I just want to let you know that we are doing a Stradiolab live show in New York City at City Winery on Saturday, September 24th. Tickets are on sale now, and we would love to see you there. We'll have special guests, segments. Oh, baby, you're going to love it. So Saturday, September 24th at City Winery, Stradiolab Live. Hope to see you there. Okay, enjoy the episode. XOXO, bye! Welcome to Stradio Lab, an intellectual podcast about straight culture. And also a stupid podcast about nothing. Don't say that. It's just true. I don't want to lie to our listeners. I'm George Severis. And I'm Sam Taggart. And, and this, this is Stradio Lab. Podcast, podcast starts, starts now. now. Okay, podcast starts now. What's up, every podcast listener across the globe? Hope you're enjoying your commute or your little walk. I've never heard you sound so mocking of our listeners. Mm, I think a little contempt goes a long way. I completely agree, in fact. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes we'll be recording and I'll actually think about the fact that someone is listening to this on their headphones and I'll be like, loser. <laughs> it's so embarrassing, so humiliating. Well, making your stew. Don't even get me wrong. The opposite is like the worst. You're like, oh, my phone is on the New York Times cooking app, but it takes up so much battery because it remains brightly lit that it my phone died. But I mean, like when when a podcaster or comedian or um, media maker does the opposite and they're like, mm. you, I see you. You are so beautiful and you are powerful. Whatever it is you're doing is the greatest thing in the world. It is so condescending to me. And I'm like, no, be a little mean to them. They can take it. They actually prefer it. Quite frankly, there could be nothing sadder to me than someone looking to us for <laughs> validation. I actually have faith that everyone listening to this 
has done the work on their own and knows their own value and actually could be could stand to be taken down a peg wow that is so respectful of our listeners and i think that is so good it's a new form of therapy i am pioneering Hmm. so listeners you're not that good and prove me wrong um yeah maybe try give it just put in some effort Every day you're back at zero. Maybe don't just be passively listening to, I mean, to other people, uh, you know, create on the spot, kind of come up with literal work Mm -hmm. in an audio format on the spot with no script, by the way. So many of our peers, they're scripted and they don't tell you that. They don't tell you that ahead of time. The idea that the idea that uh, we even have peers is offensive to me, (laughs) but I understand what you're saying on a theoretical level. Can I, speaking of our peers, I, I I I hate to take such a left turn, but I have to address something that's currently going on in my immediate vicinity, which is that in the apartment that I now have been living for the past approximately two and a half months, one of its main flaws is that it in fact attracts, there is a certain area that attracts pigeons and they actually hang out almost in a town square type vibe on top of my AC unit. So much so that there are conversations happening. We have caught them, in fact, multiple times fornicating. And I'm not trying to make a joke that has, in fact, happened. And the other day, one of them was, in fact, taking a nap on top of the AC unit. We thought maybe that's a dead pigeon. No, we woke it up and then it flew away. (laughs) Do you feel like you want to get rid of them? Do you feel like it's their space? Do you feel like you own even the outside of your apartment? Well, to me, it's almost like the relationship we have with our listeners. It's like... (laughs) Yes, I'm happy to provide that space, but I but I'm going to be pushing them away. Yeah, that's I think that's healthy. Um, I have a similar. I think this maybe shows the difference in our apartments is that I actually have a similar issue, but in fact with rats. Whoa! The rats do live in the windowsill um, outside of the window that I'm currently looking at. I see them crawling in there. I see them. I don't know where they're going. I don't. I don't know what's up with them, but they they love this backyard and they are rushing, always running towards the house, I think, to get to this windowsill, which is sort of, I don't know, a, a top tier apartment as far as rats go. Wow. Thank you for giving me the gift of knowing someone has it worse <laughs> than I do. And in fact, I'm even looking now at the pigeons. One is currently shitting on my AC <laughs> unit and already I'm feeling ble- I'm feeling blessed. I'm looking at them in a new light and I'm thinking, you are so beautiful, you stunning snatched bitch. I'm so happy you're not a rat. Yeah, well, I'm glad, you know, I'll take the fall for this. I think it's, if I can provide you with a service and it makes you feel better, then I feel Mm -hmm. like I've done a good job. And I think any listeners out there, you know, whatever is going on in your life. I just want a quick question before we bring in our guest. Please. Is our guest cutting fingernails on the podcast? And. He doesn't necessarily need to answer. Oh, my God, he answered. Oh, and he answered in the chat. In fact, the answer is yes. Wow. Interestingly, you know. It's amazing that someone would set up like a fancy microphone <laughs> sort of on like an audio <laughs> recording. Yeah. And then like um, do something that. Yeah. When there is the option of muting <laughs> as well. In fact, that's actually one of the main. That's one of the main things you can do when you're on Zoom. And, and in fact, he is cutting his fingernails. And and just it was subtle enough where I was like, should I bring it up? And then it was like, 
I was like, no, I'll let it go. And I was like, well, this is almost more than 10 fingers. He's like really making he this has last. Been clipping. He has been clipping. I mean, this intro, this one has been going on for what, five, six minutes? I don't know how, how we're going to cut it. Obviously, it's nothing but gold with my pigeon material and your rap material combined. Uh-huh. But th- we're talking, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> has he moved on to toenails is my question. Because I do see a sort of... Uh, downward turn of his face. <laughs> I mean, it's also and I can't see below. I can't see below his shoulders, but I do hear clip, 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 yeah. clip. The bravery to keep going is such. It's it's an example of pride, and it's an example an of example living of out loud pride. because yeah, a lesser performer, a lesser um, intellect. <laughs> he says done. done. He says done. Um, well, someone lesser would have maybe stopped when we called it out, even. But um, you're so he's. He's so committed to good work and finishing the job. But here's my question. Is it, you know, in the sense that, is it actually more or less brave to keep going after being, let's say, called out? Hmm. Or is it just a way to prevent yourself from feeling embarrassed? You're like, well, now that I've been called out on it, I'm going to suddenly adopt a kind of empowerment narrative. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. You know, that's a great question. I mean, it's because it's actually self-preservation. It's not so much um, that it's not it's not really making an artistic statement. In fact, it's 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 preserving. It's actually a lack of vulnerability is what I'm trying to say. No, I I see exactly what you mean. I love our guest to death, but I I think what just happened was inherently childish. Childish, (laughs) um, you know, in a sense, it was a masculine impulse, Mm. first of all. It was uh, taking up space, and when being sort of called in, it was you, you basically went on a triggered tour where it was like these liberals when you kept going. Well, it's funny because he immediately, I could sense he was like, oh, this is getting a rouse out of these uh, Gen Z snowflakes. <laughs> and so then he, it's, he was like, okay, well, this is getting some traction. I can see it trending. This is now going to be my main, my kind of opener. And so he's been going around touring mm-hmm. uh, in, in across the Midwest, and his opener is that he takes out the nail clippers, and everyone in the audience cheers. They're like, "Oh yes, come on!" Like they hate that in Brooklyn. <laughs> wow. And then he and then he he clips his nails so that they pop out to the audience, and then people catch them, and then. And then it's become kind of a viral uh, challenge, I'm, almost. I'm even imagining sort of a, a wrestling type of thing where people in the audience have giant clippers and are just sort of like clipping, clipping, clipping. Right, 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 right. And then, you know, people in the audience start <laughs> clipping their nails. It's pandemonium. But, hey, everyone's pretty well <laughs> manicured. It's it's frankly disgusting, aesthetically speaking. But, but yeah, I guess it could be worse. I I honestly think, you know... I think it would be wrong of us to deny him to speak any longer. Yeah. Well, he's he certainly made quite a bit of noise already. <laughs> it's amazing. We are often in the, the history of this podcast interrupted in the intro, but mm-hmm, never mm-hmm. are we interrupted so subtly and but, so and, 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 psychologically. And again, again, it's a toxic choice <laughs> to not to let us keep going with this rather than interrupt and almost like go go in you know join us in the bit create a communal atmosphere create a chosen family no no it's us first them. he is defining himself <laughs> in opposition to us well i'm going to lead with love and i'm going to bring him in please 
do that. Without further ado, please welcome to our podcast, give a Glamour Girl hootie who for John Early. Hello. John, what yes. do you have to say for yourself? Thoughts. <laughs> I never clip my nails. I'm a lifelong picker. Oh. Huh. Which is, is that disgusting? Not even, not, not even biter. Never a biter. Never a biter, just a kind of nervous, wow. kind of like shredding of my own nails. Interesting. And I've only really recently learned to enjoy like the precision of nail clipping, but I still, it's not a habit yet. Like I'm, I'm trying to make it a habit. And so I sat down, I was not warned that I'd be kind of shut out of the conversation for 10 minutes. That was not in the email. <laughs> right. From right. Olivia. I'm, I'm not blaming Olivia. Of, yeah, sure. Uh, no, no. In fact, it's unclear what kind of <laughs> argument you're even making. I'm sitting here mm. during the intro. I see the clipper. I think if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it for two weeks. I start clipping. I did actually like I did think it was subtle enough to go <laughs> to not to be to not be picked up by the mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um and then you noticed. Yes. Mm -hmm. We all remember that. Yeah. And then I would say there's some truth in what George is saying. In that it's all in right. terms of your artistic outlook and what you were trying to do. Well, just kind of the defining like the kind of aggressiveness of keeping going. I think there's yeah. definitely truth in that. Mm -hmm. But I also think like what I, I think we all need to make more kind of aggressive choices artistically. And we can't fear aggression just because of its kind of masculine sure. connotations. It's important to make phallic choices artistically. And I think a lot of people, I think we're suffering under uh, the the weight of a lot of, or I, I, I can't even say weight. I think we're suffering under a, the weight of a lot of the kind of femme content. Mm, gay comedian actually, arguing for uh, more phallic content. <laughs> no, I want, I think, I think, I think. We're scared of phallic content. And now I've, now I've gendered it because I'm not smart enough to kind of like make turn myself into pretzels to not gender. Um, so I... Yeah, well, that's the kind of the eternal question. How do you turn the phallus into a pretzel? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it is truly a question. It's one that I can't solve. I do, I do agree with what you're saying, actually, which is that basically what's happening is those already prone to phallic output lean into it while everyone else because they're so afraid of the phallus yes leans away from it yes and then who is left doing ethical phallic work <laughs> nobody and and thank god <laughs> <laughs> i don't care about your ethics <laughs> okay okay so okay <laughs> so maybe it's not about ethics but it's at least aesthetically interesting phallic work I just say go phallic or go home is all I'm okay, saying. So may so okay, I had to it. keep okay. clipping the nails. Mm. Yeah. And and I'm so, and I want to apologize to you guys. That doesn't sound very phallic of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now you're now you're it going was a full phallic femme. apology. <laughs> In what way? Yeah, in what way was it? Phallic? I want to apologize to you guys. <laughs> okay, oh, well there you go. Now ooh, okay. now you're really now you're attacking. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But it was gross. I think the talk of pigeons and rats also made me feel safe to clip my nails. Do you know what I mean? 
Totally. The environment you guys were creating was so disgusting <laughs> that I felt I could. Yeah, our homes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the physical environment yeah, we're the in. The homes that we live in, yeah. Our apartments, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really gross. Yeah, nasty, nasty places. Unlivable in some cultures. Yeah, it's really, we, we, we could sue. <laughs> um, John, was there any point did you feel any feelings of embarrassment at being called out? Any feelings of anger at being called out? What was your initial reaction when you were exposed in that way? Honestly, I would say just such gentle embarrassment, but not enough to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I want to say. Please. Why is clipping your nails one of those things that is gross? And now we're having a conversation. Thank you. Now we're here. We've arrived. Um, I do. I I do think that there's just like a, it's always linked to fungus. Mm. Even if there's no fungus there. To me, it's about its relationship to death. It's like yeah. it's in the same way that hair is dead yes. cells, yes. nails are dead yes. cells. You know, you don't want to be, uh, or even just like rubbing the dead skin off your body or whatever if you're exfoliating you don't you just don't want to see the remnants of what used to be it reminds you of your own mortality Mm. yeah okay well that's been figured Um, out (laughs) so in that way so in that way it actually is very artistically generative yeah (laughs) okay we kind of got to the bottom of clipping your nails yeah i do also think i'm really fascinated by what you did which is you had you were like okay i have actually now this 10 minute break where I know I'm in this chair I'm not going to get distracted I can do something that I've been putting off and and that I will continue putting off after this recording is over it's such a specific impulse of the procrastinator saying that as one myself no completely I almost saw it as toxic productivity where you were like I can't even sit in this moment I need to be working I need to be working and I'm sure you have a big business call after this and and then probably a big business dinner I'm not sure what time it is wherever you're at um It will be dinner time. So you were just sort of like, well, like I wouldn't be surprised if you started brushing your teeth mid-call, you know? I have to say, I've decided with George here, and I know this is a competition. <laughs> I know the guest yeah. does classically weigh in and score, keep score. Yeah. But yeah, it, George is correct that it's like, it's like, the it, it's it's a procrastinator's burden. It is. I'm actually currently dealing with that right now where Sam and I, in fact, I'll come out and say it tomorrow are going on vacation together. Where are you going? Um, we are going to the beach. <laughs> and no, he won't tell you which one. <laughs> okay. And no, I won't oh, tell you which our one. Our lips are sealed because it's, our rabid fans say, will find all us. I'll say is that it is a beachside community in New York State <laughs> that has um a rich storied history. A rich history. And yeah, we mean literally, we mean wealth. <laughs> and Okay, I think I know what it is. It's not canonically gay. It's not. Okay, interesting. No, it's not canonically gay. So check your stereotypes. And yet there's a kind of secret gay history. Many famous people have lived there or have had history there. I mean, is it on Fire Island? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, two fingers in a different section of beach that's not gay. Something isn't adding up. Okay, hold on, hold on. New York State. Gay guys are technically allowed anywhere in the state. <laughs> what I was, no, I, I know. That's actually, I that's actually, Sam, not true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, that's a that's a very Manhattan and Brooklyn kind of uh, outlook. Oh, where that's we think true. New York is a blue state. That's a true. There thing. are places where they would not want us to do a radio live show. <laughs> sure, sure. But what I was what I was where I was going with that is we're leaving tomorrow, and I just know that all these things that have been on my to do list all week are gonna happen literally in the two hours leading up to when the car actually leaves to go to this destination, and I actually have grown to be okay with that. Hmm. Yeah. No, if you accept it, then the rest of the time, like leading up to those two hours, isn't you know full of yeah. dread, which is actually like because the way I always feel when I'm finally doing the thing that I've procrastinated from is I'm like, so you're telling me the last week, which was just full of dread and chaos, yeah, yeah. I could have been watching movies, I could have been <laughs> jerking off, I could, I mean, I usually, but like. You know, I could have read a good book. You know, it's like I could have I could have done something with that time. I could have done something fun and pleasurable with that time and then just gone. I'm going to wait to those final two hours. I might as well, you know, watch Felicity. (laughs) Yes. No, that's the thing with procrastination is it's actually this time when you are almost purposefully doing useless things because you're afraid to even pick up a project. Yeah. (laughs) Sam, you're not a big procrastinator. Yeah. In our working relationship, I. I'm the procrastinator and you are I'm the one that um yeah yeah I'm pretty on top of it. Uh, sorry, yeah. sorry, you, sorry that's well, not how cool. Do you think you got to be No, that's so cool. <laughs> how did you get to be that way? How did I get to be that way? Um I have no idea. I honestly, this is John, this is yeah. my working theory in the diff- in the context of George and I hmm. is that I think I think George is better. I know what you were gonna say. At bullshitting, I think he's better <laughs> at like going on the fly, uh-huh, and I uh-huh. think he's been able to like go. You went through like literally like school and were able to sort of be like, "Oops, I didn't do this until the night before," and I'm whipping it out. And mm-hmm. I was always like, "Like I'm smart, but it takes me a little while." Yeah. So yeah. like I gotta like provide time and uh you know work two hours every day at it. Um. So that's how I think I got that way, to be honest. That is so. That's actually, that that harkens back to, do you remember we were discussing with Nori, her her topic was being prepared as a straight topic. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was kind of this, like, I mean, we don't have to relitigate it now, but how prepared you feel like you need to be actually says so much. It's like the crux of so much kind of like lean-in feminism about how women need to be three times as prepared as men. But then you almost can go horseshoe theory the other way around. You're like, Actually, I am so uh, past, I'm so outside of the respectable uh, community that it would not even help me to be prepared. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, yeah. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of, 
in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. John, um, this podcast is also about a podcast, and it's about sort of exploring what it is to host a podcast. And I just want to take this sort of pause, sort of this moment where we're unsure where to go next and say, are we doing a good job? You guys are both doing a beautiful job. I have to say, like, it's such freedom to turn off your self-view on Zoom. Oh. Mm. Is yours on? Ours is on. Can you tell ours is on? And the thing is... No, I know no. I should. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I'm not tracking your eye movements at all. I know I should turn it off, but then it it really does. You know, you your mind immediately goes to what if I suddenly have snot on my nose? Of course. And now I feel like you're telling me that I have snot on my nose. <laughs> no, it's not snot. <laughs> it's, it's just, just lots of fingernail shades. clippings. Um, <laughs> no, I can sense. I can sense an irreverence in you. And you are someone that that has actually that is not paying attention to their corporeal form. Oh, <laughs> hence, hence the um the the fingernail clipping. But no, I have to say I I just literally got lost in watching you because you're both it's it's just two videos hmm. side by side, and you were and you were talking and I just kind of got lulled into watching and then I literally you like kind of 
you wound down your point and then I forgot that I was a guest in the podcast because the self view isn't there because who are we without our self view? Well, then we've done our job. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If, if it feels so natural that you are quite literally being lulled. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been lulled into the, um, you know, the, the, the oh, I hate using this word, but parasocial. Oh no! The, yeah. But this isn't parasocial because I'm here. No, I have to. Actually, yeah. I'm here. This, this is, is so yeah, cool. You're, this is just you're social. literally here. Can you? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, John! Yeah, <laughs> this is so cool. I'm inside the podcast. It's like <laughs> VR, except it's still not VR. I'm here, you guys. I'm here. Oh my god! I'm the guest. I'm the guest. It really that you know say uh, that that, say mo- that. that moments. That moment when it hits you. My my face when I'm the guest. Bam, and then it hits you. Do you remember the old Bam ad campaigns? Mm. Brooklyn Academy of Music. <laughs> yes, oh, sure. Course, John, when you course, were a child, did you ever think you'd get here? No. No? No. No, I, I just didn't. I didn't have that kind of self-esteem. I just never. I didn't even dream of it because I just was. No, I, I never thought I'd be here. <laughs> mm, mm. But it is crazy. I'm not cooking right now. I'm not cleaning. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. I'm it's not weird. like, yeah. you're simply driving. on a, I'm just simply, yeah. I am the guest and I'm in the podcast. I'm inside of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. I want to know. I want to know. I'm just, sorry. I'm just pinging questions at you. But John, please, please. What advice would you give to you know all the little kids out there that say, "I want to be. I want to be on a podcast. I want to see what it's like in, to be a guest on a podcast." And, you know, they're they're in they're in rural parts of the country even, and they're they're hearing you talk right now, and they're hearing your joy, and they're saying, "I want to feel that." What advice would you have for those kids? Yeah, two words: series regular. Just. <laughs> become a series regular it's really yeah yeah i mean that's that's it and they and you know the kids growing up in those rural areas have heard that from (laughs) everyone their whole lives but but it's it bears repeating you know they've always you know they they're growing up animals are shitting on them left and right Mm -hmm. and everyone in their life their church elders their guidance counselors has said be a a series series regular. regular yeah i I mean, it's so tough when you see a kid who has so much potential and yet they're not being Isn't a series, a series regular. regular. Yeah. 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 No. Well, they're they're in a you know they're in a they're in a day player mindset. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, is what it is. Yeah. That takes years to unlearn. But it's a mindset. It's a mindset. But it's, it's a mindset. mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And when something is a mindset, that means it's your fault, and you should try to get better at it. Yeah. You can snap into it. You can literally pull yourself up by yeah. your own. By your. Bootstrap. Series regular. Series regular. regular. Yeah. Buy your series regular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's what I think we should do. Yeah? I think we should do our first segment. Okay. Yeah, John, you thought this was all yeah. gonna be fun and games. Yeah. Chit chat. We have you segments. Ready to be, you were ready to be loose. You, little did you know we were leading you into this trap the whole time. Well, <laughs> I had no idea. But I'm ready for some structure. Well, okay. Yeah. And, you know, just while we're here, while we're here. Yeah. John, how has your perception of us changed knowing that this actually does have a segment? I, I, I once again, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm like, I would have, I would have ridden the wave of it being like fully loose, of course. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I actually feel really taken care of. Okay. I'm glad because, yeah. And honestly, that makes me feel good because I get so embarrassed sometimes because, you know, we have these cool series regulars on and we say, um, you know, and here comes our first segment and they go, 
they they make a yeah, little face like, like is this for kids? Yeah, they like this was an, my, an my podcast. <laughs> right, right. Or they say my manager my manager didn't tell me about this. Or yeah. Olivia didn't tell me. <laughs> or Olivia. I'm not, yeah. again. I'm not mad. <laughs> no, 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 no. But and also one thing I want to say about the fact that we have a segment um, is. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you enjoy it because now I'm like, if we hadn't had this segment, like I just know you would have left and you would have, you know, called up whoever's your greatest friend in the world. And you would have said, um, yeah, I, I, it was just like, re- yeah, you would call up Lauren and you just said, I mean, they're nice, but it was just really meandering. And if they cared, yeah. if, like how did, yeah. how did they get this out? If there's no, yeah, you know, maybe, structure. maybe there, maybe that would be enough in like, 2014 right you know there are a lot of comedy podcasts out there yeah the landscape has changed they have to differentiate themselves and it's almost an open mic mentality that at this point it's kind of embarrassing that they haven't grown out of but we've taken that from you no Um, i'm I'm, i I didn't need that i'm (laughs) i talked to lauren enough obviously i don't and of course you know you're not going to talk about us you know you have other (laughs) things to talk about with Lauren. when i'm with lauren it's like it's purely like family stuff it's like it's purely personal. We like stay. We actively stay away from the professional. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas at all other times, he's kind of actively staying away from the familial. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Lorna Luff, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, of course. Okay, friend of, of the course. podcast. We yeah. love. We love. We yeah. love. We love. Okay. Um. Okay, George. Um, will you please explain our first segment? I couldn't possibly our, do it right now. I mean, I would not expect you to, nor would I ever ask. Can I ask this real quick? I'm sorry. Yeah, to please, 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 I'm please. Sorry please. to interrupt. Is no. the, are are these the same segments for every app, or are you doing a fresh new segment for me? And neither one will disappoint me. <laughs> Thank you so much for clarifying. <laughs> these are the same segments for each app. Okay. Oh, but as you'll that see, that sounds the, disappointed. The no, no, no. content is of course different. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's different. Our content. first segment. It's a format. <laughs> You know, like you have the cold open and then the monologue mm-hmm. and then the host and then you'll kind of go into the episode. Yeah. Maybe you and Lorna have talked about that. Weekend update. <laughs> yeah. Our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture okay. by asking you a series of rapid fire questions where you have to decide between one thing and another thing. God. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works. <laughs> like starting now? John! <laughs> John. John. Okay, 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 I'm sorry. Grace period over. Starting now, the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works. John. Yes. Noah's Ark or Roman's Revenge? Roman's Revenge. Hmm. John, Fibonacci Sequence or Liberace's Sequence? Liberace's Sequence. Now, can I explain how I'm approaching the game, or is that is that a question? Is that a question, John? You can. Is that a question? You can. You can rephrase. That sentence. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna explain how I'm approaching the game. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, well, no, I actually don't know how I'm approaching, but I am. I am like I'm struggling between answering with like, what my gut is telling me, like what what I right, actually right, right. prefer. Yeah. Or, or what I think the correct answer is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Keep going. Lara Croft Tomb Raider, 
or I'm Laura Linney and this is Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> I'm Laura Linney and this is Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> okay. Gus Van Sant or Stath Let's Flats? <laughs> Stath Let's Flats. Ben Affleck or the duck from Affleck? <laughs> the duck from Affleck. <laughs> okay. Reading the artist's way or being asked, are you gay? <laughs> being asked, are you gay? Being fluent in Excel or being brought to tears by Adele? <laughs> being fluent in Excel. Oh, honey. <laughs> okay, okay. Mark Twain, Shania Twain, or Choo Choo Twain? <laughs> Shania Twain. First wow. concert, Man, first concert, and second concert. Really? Man, I feel like he's a winner. Woo! Oh, really? Well, yeah. yeah I think you got well, um, you know, 665 we rate, doves. We rate each guest on a scale of zero to 1,000 doves. Am I, are we in a question zone? Can I ask a question? We're now uh, we're yeah, now the game. Is actually the completely game. Your score is 665 doves. Were you actually tallying? Be real. <laughs> or you were, you, were, you were scoring me in a kind of instinctive way. Yeah, it's more it's more of a feeling. It's not even like linear. Like getting like more doves isn't better. Getting less doves isn't worse. Like you're in such an SAT mode <laughs> no, right now, no, and I'm, I'm actually I'm actually shocked because I, I actually am shocked because you are truly one of the people in this field that I respect the most. Oh, no. And to have you and to have you ask us, were you actually keeping score? <laughs> it's revealing. But here's what I need. It's here's what I need you guys to know that some, as I'm sure you surmised, because obviously at a certain point, if you were telling it based on, am I am I answering? Am I giving the gay answer? Right, mm -hmm. right. Then I would have consciously, I think, in some areas, I think as you know, excel over Adele. That that would have been me, consciously failing. But mm -hmm. that would that at that point I had fully decided to answer instinctively. Yeah. Mm. I actually think that's where the 665 comes from is yeah. that basically you started out well you started out clearly uh unsure yeah, yeah to be honest and then by yeah. the end by the end by the no, end we I were remember. At, like we were at a thousand doves territory but of course it's going to be a, a mean a, an average right. of all the different of right. all the answers yeah so you okay, came out thank at you. I felt that I felt that yeah what what in the middle there happened that made you turn it all around. Um, it just was a confidence and approach. Yeah, mm. you know, you settled into the game. You stopped being afraid. Here I go. And hey, I think we all learned a little bit about, you know, a little discomfort. That's okay, <laughs> <laughs> because you can push through and you can get to the other side and you can be so confident and strong at the end. Thank you, Sam. Remember when I started this, making fun of people that try to lift up their listeners, and now all I'm doing mm -hmm. is like pulling that style well we can but definitely lift up our guests but we can lift yeah. up our guests our guests are people i would like to have a, a, a positive relationship with yeah we only invite people on this podcast that really need to get lifted up and yet and yet i was attacked <laughs> for the first 20 minutes well to me you know as sam knows that's kind of a way that i build you know to, to tear someone down so that, that i can then build them back up totally it's kind of my signature <laughs> where are you from and i Oh, and oh, well, no, you know, I brother. Come, I, you know, I come from a big Greek Military family, brat. and growing up, you know, you had to you had to talk louder than everyone else <laughs> to get heard, and I've really carried that with me throughout my life. We're crying, we're crying, we're crying. 
you know, it's a leftover thing. And, and you know, people re- respond uh, defensively to that. But, of course, you know, that's because they grew up with no culture. To many people, None. my big fat Greek wedding was just a really good movie. But to George, that's life. It was home. That was my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone was be, be laughing at it. And George would say, hey, 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 don't laugh at that. That's me. Yeah. I said, that's not the part you're supposed to laugh at. <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> I saw that on a double date. A straight date. Oh, what was her really? name? Oh, wait. That's not true. Okay, I was I was with someone. It was actually my first gay date. Wow. Yeah. I got confused because one of the girls there had previously been like a straight date. Oh. Was this in yeah. how old were middle you? Middle school. <laughs> this was middle. This was eight. No, no, no. This was ninth grade. Oh so my I, God. freshman year of high school. So you went on a double date, a, a gay double date, where the woman in the other couple was someone you had previously gone on a straight date with. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Talk about chosen family. <laughs> <laughs> and I had seen Crouching Di- Tiger with her. Mm. Slay. Argu- arguably a more queer film, actually. 100%. If, if you, like, 100%. In fact, no, no matter how you slice it, it's going to go ahead and be more queer. <laughs> and then, And then, yeah, and then... My big fat Greek wedding with the gay guy, or he was yeah. bi, is bi, I should say. Well, maybe he's changed. That's it's possible. <laughs> yeah, he, that was yeah, so or long. Or maybe ago. he's fine with who he is, <laughs> and that's also okay. <laughs> Wait, you were out in like ninth grade to select friends. Oh wow! And some teachers and some teachers. Oh wow! To be out to teachers—that's bold. It's very. I mean, yeah. I remember when I was in high school. Yes, in Greece. I was, a, I had a kind of, I wanted to apply to colleges in America. And I remember telling this one teacher that I knew was kind of more progressive than the others. I wasn't ready to come out, but I would say like, I would say things like, I have my own reasons for wanting to be in a big city. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, you were teasing God. it. I love that. Yeah. I was like, I remember I was applying to, I ended, I ended up going to college in California and I was like, you know, San Francisco, I, I, I've always wanted to live in San Francisco for my own reasons. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so sweet. And to this day, I'm like, did she? I, I mean, I'm sure she like suspected independently, but I. But did she understand that that's what I was saying with that statement? We'll never know. I bet we she did. did. I bet she did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was the complete opposite. I was like, I'm going to a straight college in a straight college town. But I was like, but maybe it'll be perfect because maybe my roommate will be randomly gay, and then we can hook up and we can be closeted together. Yeah, yeah. Did that happen? No, but that was the fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. My roommate was a libertarian oh from Colorado. God. Wow. Yeah. Like parents were libertarian? Like yeah, and him. libertarian? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Is he still libertarian? Yeah. Have you checked in on him? He was raised libertarian, <laughs> but then <laughs> actually stayed with the church. <laughs> yeah. Not to be like structured and phallic. No, I want another segment. Yeah. Well, I, I be careful what you wish for. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> because I think we're actually going to bring in our topic. This is our main, you could call it the main segment okay. we never have in the past, but actually this is helping me really get organized. <laughs> um, so John, just to give the listeners a peek behind the curtain, you texted me maybe 10 minutes before the podcast started yeah, saying, oh my gosh, was I supposed to come up with something? And then another text, God, asterisk. And I said, not really a topic if you want. And then you brought this to me. Sam, what a non-committal answer. Not really a topic if you want. 
Well, I was kind of like, we can all come up with one together. It doesn't matter. Like, right, right, right. right. <laughs> it was very sweet. You didn't want to put the pressure on. Yeah. But you did actually almost instantly come up with the topic. Would you like to tell us what that is? I came up with the topic of fermentation. And I really, really assumed that it would have been taken. Which just goes to show, you know, how incredibly beautiful and alternative your mind is. Thank you. <laughs> because you said, oh, this is the lowest hanging fruit in the world. And yeah. actually, it's one of the most elevated topics we've ever received. I'm shocked. I mean, I think Nori's topic is so postmodern and gorgeous. Postmodern, yeah. 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 I actually think this is the sweet spot. You know, we have literal topics. You know, we could do football. Right, right. And we have postmodern topics such as Nori's topic. Right. This is almost kind of in, between. in the sweet spot in between, which is where you get the real fruitful discussion. <laughs> <laughs> to mention the fruit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. we're planting. We're. Oh, my God. I was about to say we're planting a seed. Literally. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how it came to you and what about fermentation to you is straight. Well, my fr- my mind immediately goes to Brad from the test kitchen, the Bon Appetit test kitchen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with him? I'm not. Full disclosure, I'm not. I could potentially, if I were to witness him, recognize him. You know, it can be so powerful <laughs> to admit when you don't know something, George. Yeah, it can yeah, be yeah. so powerful. The time that George is buying there. What I... <laughs> All I'm trying to say is, you know, I've seen the the faces of these people, You've but seen then the, I, the I've never thumbnail. I've never done a deep dive. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I know the gay one. I know. Yes, the, of course. You know. You know, like so. Molly he Bass. is a more straight. He is a phallic, a phallic one. He's a phallic <sighs> artist. We'll see. I don't want to come for him, but no, no. Right. Like to me, oh. to me, his choice of fermentation is evasion. Like oh. of like of the kind of test kitchen project. Like everyone else I'm is. I'm looking kind of, at him now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yes, he's very he's very straight, but that's not what I mean by phallic. I, I like I think like the other chefs in the test kitchen are making like actual food. <laughs> like right, and right. he seems to have been hired to be the kind of like more mask straight presence to make one hundred to make straight guys mostly feel not gay for watching Test Kitchen videos which like you know i think test kitchen videos maybe just might all be more straight in general too like than than they are gay but which is why i feel like i know them and you don't because you're straight i'm straight (laughs) right right right. i'm I'm just looking because i did it i did a quick uh a quick google image and it's it really is like this is someone doing straight drag. I, it is yes. Even the apron he wear, the apron he wears like, is well, like leather, masculine workwear <laughs> yes. apron. Exactly, which is of it's course Carhartt. also very kinky. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, kind of yeah. Okay, but I think the fer- yeah, I think fermentation is actually like to me like it always disappoints me when that video comes up in the in the 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 loop mm-hmm. or whatever the feed. What what do you? Call? I don't know. Whatever the <laughs> algorithm, because yeah. Because it isn't actually like I know that it is fermentation is useful, but it has a kind of like when he does it to me, it feels kind of survivalist. Right. Well, and it's almost it's not just survivalist. It's a uh, appropriate. It's like fake. It, he's not obviously not a survivalist. Exactly. Like he doesn't. <laughs> he is, he is to doing survive. it to, to do the perform. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> we like, all need to survive, but he's fine. Like he's not like he doesn't need to like store food for the winter. <laughs> Right. If he doesn't ferment, he'll be okay. Yes, completely. Like he's he'll be at you know whatever fucking fill in a restaurant in New York via Corona. Yes, exactly. He'll be at via Corona on Tuesday. 
He doesn't need to ferment. Right, 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 sure. Right. Wait, I and at East Sodi on Wednesday is all he does fermentation. Is he like the fermentation expert? I don't know how well, these there's things There's also like kind of like knife sharpening and like, again, it's like all this, like it's not a lot of like cooking. Mm, sure. Um, now, I think fermentation is really like gorgeous. I, mm-hmm. my boyfriend's twin brother Whoa. is fermenting. right? That's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> no, crazy. Trust me, it's wild. <laughs> uh, no, no, my boyfriend's twin brother. Straight twin? Straight. Straight yes, twin. Yes, yes. I oh, love when that God. happens. I love when that happens. And has a beautiful wife, and they live in like the woods in Vermont, and they have a kid. And they come by their fermentation very earnestly. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like a lifestyle thing. It's not a YouTuber thing. It's not an influencer thing. It's actually like they have crops <laughs> that they need right. to like, that they have an excess amount of that they need to like, you know, ferment to like preserve them and store them. Um, and they're like, and they get really interested in it and they like do it in very beautiful ways and they make it taste really good and it's like heaven. So like mm-hmm. you can come by fermentation beautifully. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want all. I know. I know you have a lot of fermentation listeners. Yeah, we do. Rare. And they're the most aggressive. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're, they're your biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, quite frankly. But um, no, I don't know. I just it. I I really I I think of like I think of Brad and I think of that that apron. I think of like kind of like um like yeah like Carhartt. I think of um, survivalist stuff, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and I think of I think of Brooklyn restaurants in like 2012. Right. It's Williamsburg in 2012. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like 2000, like 10 through 2014. It's a, it's a cousin of pickling. Like it's yes. it's in the same way that the the joke used to be like. He wears a fedora and a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Listens exactly. to records. It's the, Animal it's Collective. the Portlandia <laughs> era. It's the Portlandia era. It's Portlandia. Yeah. Yes, but it still it persists. Nevertheless, she persists. Yes. Yes. Nevertheless. Well, then there's also, of course, like offshoots of fermentation. Like, I mean, natural wine, mm-hmm. which, like, I I think the three of us probably associate like that with a with like a maybe some na- natural wine gaze, like orange wine gaze, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is actually a real kind of bro natural wine contingent. A hundred percent. Like foodie bro natural wine. Like, yeah. Because again, it's like all these things are food without the vulnerability of cooking or baking. Yeah. It's food, but saying no homo. (laughs) It's food saying like, yeah, it's food, but no homo. It's like, I'm not a cook cook. I'm just doing science. Yeah. That's what, yeah, this is what I, okay. We've nailed it. That was my first thought. It was like, in fact, the queerness of fermentation, of course, is that it is a transformation narrative. <laughs> yes. But then the straightness of it is that it's science. It, you can hide behind the science. Like, it is science. It's not an art. It is, you have to, th- you have to literally use beakers. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. And I want to be absolutely clear now that you're bringing up queer fermentation <laughs> or the, uh, the, uh, the queer power fermentation. But like, I, I want, like, there's also something like for some reason like equally despicable to me about like queer people who are into fermentation. One hundred. You know what I mean? Like, like they're fucking scoby. Oh, I mean, it's it's very queer housing Facebook group. Completely. <laughs> the mother. The mother. Um, the mother. What is the mother? 
the mother in when you're making like sourdough. Kombucha. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, so kombucha or, or sourdough. Kombucha. Okay, here's a question. So, mm. does any old bottle of vinegar does it come with a mother, or does it develop a mother over time? Because I have screamed pulling out a, a bottle of vinegar from the back of the oh god yeah cupboard. Well, I do think, but that's a well, it certainly is fermented. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Here's what I'm saying. We don't know. Could you explain fermentation? Go. <laughs> I'm offended. You would even ask. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what I'm saying when I say what we talk about when, when we're we talking, talking about, about fermentation. Right, right, right. There is something heartening about the diversity of the types of things that can be created <laughs> yes. with fermentation. You know, bread, wine, kombucha, yogurt, beer, yogurt, yogurt. cheese. Yeah. Wow. Cheese. Cheese is fermentation. I feel sure. If anything sits for a long time, it's fermented, right? Yeah. Soy sauce. Is that fermented? Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning so much. I think the saddest form of fermentation is um, even the less scientific. I think it's the um, brewing your own beer. Sort of a brew your own beer kit, Mm -hmm. um, potentially from Target, uh, sort of a four dads for Christmas that to me is the peak uh, straight version and the part that is actually the saddest. It's sort of like it's even back to the like hiding behind not baking. It's like men crave to bake. Men want to bake. And any kind of kit, it, it actually makes me want to cry with empathy for the people that would purchase something like that. It really it, it is. Um, it is a prison. Um, it is very masculine. It's a prison for all involved. Hot prison. Don't get me wrong. Honey, lock me up and throw away the Prison key. Break. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, it's it's certainly giving HBO's odds. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say that. Which I've really got to tap into. Recently, I've been like, Christopher Maloney getting absolutely railed in a prison shower. Like, why haven't I been watching that? <laughs> Do you know the famous scene where he gets a blowjob and then he kills the person giving it to him? No, I don't know anything about Oz. <laughs> That's actually all I know, and I know it because... <laughs> Um, when I was a teenager, Kathy Griffin mentioned it in one of her specials. Mm. Beautiful. That was so nice. <laughs> well, yeah. I want to be clear, though. It's like, I, I, I just don't want anything, anyone to... I, we're talking about fermentation as it's, like, attached to certain, like, cultural attitudes or, like, yes. you know. Fermentate... Remove all of that. Remove, like, remove the Brad Bon Appetit Test Kitchen version of fermentation. Remove the Facebook queer Facebook housing group, whatever. <laughs> Like and fermentation itself, we can all agree, is a mystifying, beautiful process. It's beautiful. It's Earth Mother. I it wish is... I knew more about it. I wish I knew how to do it. Yeah, I so love you're kombucha. Saying, you're saying that fermentation by itself is a beautiful process. It 100%. just has a toxic fan base. It's like fermentation as an identity, as an online identity. I think is what I mean by like straight. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. It's similar to the way that nature on its own is beautiful, stunning, iconic. Right, right. It's a sleigh. And, and it's a sleigh, of course. Um, it is crowned queen of all queens. And yet when a man gets his hands on it, suddenly we're building tents that are bright orange. Yes. Yeah. It's like why it like becomes Republican all of a sudden. And it's yeah. like, yeah. can't we, this can be beautiful. We can all have this, but it's Republican. Absolutely. And also we thank the men who have like pickled turnips, you know, for the winter. Like we thank you because like I was hungry. 
Yeah, thank you. And you gave and you fed me turnips. Like I really do appreciate like like that kind of um that need to like you know seclude yourself in the garage and like and buy the kit and pickle the turnips. Like we also thank you because I did eat in those restaurants in it, from 2010 to 2014. Of course, and I yeah. did go. Mm. You know, yeah. and and yeah. I also the flavor palette of something that has been fermented is it it's a it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's like. <laughs> The umami alone. (laughs) It's insane. It's insane. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What is y'all's relationship to like, to yogurt? (laughs) George is nodding. (laughs) 
No, 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 I'm actually nodding. You can't tell me. On my screen, I'm nodding towards Sam. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, go, Sam. This is your thing. Yeah. Do your, ta- I'm like, your yogurt tear. Do, do your yogurt. Do your five on yogurt. Um, no, I would argue I actually love yogurt. Um, I think yeah. one a day. I would I, argue I actually I treat yogurt. it almost as if it's medicine. I think this is making my – I fully bought into the, like, gut health uh, propaganda. Yeah. I don't think – you know, if I really investigate the thought, I don't think it's true, but – when but I'm why? eating a yogurt, I'm like, this is so good for me. True. No, it's true. <laughs> okay, it's true now. I think it's true. I feel similarly. I I love a yogurt, but I um sometimes you hit a wall and you're like, I've had too I've had it too many mornings in a row. Yeah. Um. I also want to point out, George. I actually used mm. to have not one, not two, but three straight up yogurt puns in my stand up. Wow. Can I guess one? Yeah. Dan and fruit, I'm a bottom. <laughs> what? Wait, I think I, I think. You know Dan and fruit on the bottom? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I okay, had. No. Um, Shit. One is about, one is definitely about the word culture. They were all about one brand. They were all about one brand. Is, is one Noosa? of them not about like toxic culture or something? No. Siggy's. Okay. We have to guess the brand for <laughs> Faye? Oh yeah, Faye. Faggy. No, no. Come oh. on. Come on. Uh, go obvious. Imagine Greek. me uncultured. Did you eating say yogurt. Greek yogurt or just yogurt? Yogurt. See, I go Greek first. George, you heard me right. right. Me, oh, I me go too. Greek I. First. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, yo play. No, Dannon. Wait, what's the one? There oh. is a more obvious one that we're not guessing. I know. I know. There's like big yogurt. Don't fucking tell us. <laughs> this is like the guessing where we're going on vacation all over again. I know. Wait, but more fun and organic. <laughs> Um, um, Dannon, fucking yo play. Can I say what it starts with? Can I give you yes. a hint? He, C. Yeah. Chobani. Yup. Uh, of course. Which is millennial yogurt. Yeah. Cho me the bond. That That's what well, I would the, say. The branding is so millennial. Cho oh, me interesting. Cho me the bonnie. Yeah. Okay, so that was one. Oh, that was the fun. Okay, love that. Um, I would say my bonnie is Chobani. Uh huh. Uh huh. Third and final. I had a last one. Oh no! It's been it's been over. I would say five years since I've said these these things. These. So I forget the third one, but I'll look it up. I have it somewhere. You know, Chobani has a store. Honey, honey, I've seen people take pictures there. It's (laughs) it's horrifying. It's like it's like a and you and you literally. It's just Chobani yogurt, but then you like choose your toppings as if it's a pink berry. Oh, I didn't realize a store where you. Oh, I thought just a store where they sold prepackaged yogurt. No, that's no. what Literally. I thought too. That's what I thought too. Oh wow. Well, by the way, I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm talking as if I know what I'm talking about. John doesn't and know. I, what the oh, store you've does. never been. Well, but I'm almost positive there's <laughs> there's a you pick your Chobani base and then you pick toppings. I hope I to God I you're right. I don't know for sure. <laughs> it's more like the way retail is now, where it's like the storefront doesn't. It's not real. Like they're, it's an they're ad. Not, there's it's no. A big ad. It's, it's for Instagram. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. For tourists. Yeah. Well, it's the museum of ice cream. Ugh. John, talk about it. Talk about a turning point. I mean, truly, the talk about culturally. a moment where I was like, culture is dead. Exactly. It's now yeah. over. It's so rare that you can really point to something. And I, I really, and I'm not just saying this because we're talking about it, I come back to the Museum of Ice Cream often as a, a turning point. I have a huge one as what a turning it? point. Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. What wow. do you, what, how do you mean? 
I just I, this was to me Little Miss Sunshine is like <laughs> the end of film <laughs> where it's like it's the whole kind of like journey of Little Miss Sunshine of like oh the little indie that could mm-hmm. that yeah. then gets bought for tons of money and actually beca- and gets released in theaters and becomes this like sleeper hit and it's this quirky indie god bless independent film thank god we have places like Sundance to foster these kind of independent visions and storytelling and then it became this huge hit and then it's like why were there so many celebrities in it <laughs> you know what right, i mean like right. it's not an mm. indie. steve carell like, during the office literally it's like <laughs> it's like it's like giant celebs and then it's maybe not giant but no tony collette hello sure yeah. steve carell alan arkin <laughs> um paul dano huge name but like but i it to me it's like that then became the way that people reverse engineered indies mm. i mean yes and then i would say juno was like exactly the nail on the coffin completely it's like it's like a, a movie that resembles an indie so that you it, it was can the like, end of like the 90s independent film era yes it's like you and it's it's just another way for corporations to like make a movie that that like outwardly appears like it has some sort of authentic independent organic yeah. spirit but it actually was just like it's just one path towards like making tons of money it's like a different alternative path towards eventually 100%. getting bought and then distributed and you know and so all movies now feel like this kind of fake quirky mumbly naturalistic kind of like family with like a, we you know we're a family <laughs> i don't know <laughs> hey i say ring the going off alarm <laughs> oh my god we haven't rung the going off alarm in like over a year well, everyone's been really? so afraid to go off ring the going off alarm. <laughs> we're i'm officially ringing it is, now do you add it in post uh you know that would be really smart and maybe now we will I think now, now, now that we finally have a budget, we will. Okay. Before it was sort of no, like a budget from the Patreon, or did y'all get bought? We got bought. Is that okay? Bought, Is that okay? <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> By whom? John, this entire thing, you think we're having an organic conversation? Ads are going to be interspersed between each syllable. <laughs> We're trying to push the limits of how many ads can fit into one podcast episode. (laughs) We're trying to do, it's going to be mostly ads with breaks for you being like, you know about Little Miss Sunshine? And then it's back to ad. (laughs) That's beautiful. I'm honored. Thank you. I really, I I don't want to beat this to the ground, but I really love this idea of moments when when we knew culture was over. Me too. And, and I suddenly am. I think we can locate I, I, one more together. Yeah, that, that's how I. That's how I feel. That was. And and did you see how that question killed it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it I just know. absolutely sucked the air, and I'm so sorry. This is what it's like. An obvious one would be, let's say, if I was like, the Netflix show is this cake. Exactly. That, no, no, no. But that's actually misinterpreting the fact that that's actually trying to be a joke itself. Like, it needs right. to be an earnest entry into culture in the way that Little Miss Sunshine was. This is tough. It, yeah. So we have Little Miss Sunshine and we have um, the Museum of Museum Ice Cream. Museum of Ice Cream. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, hmm. Oh, wait, wait, no, 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 wait. Oh, I was what? like, I was just thinking about like a certain, I was thinking about this the other day and I, I want, you might disagree with me, but I think the Beyonce album, the new one, is the, the new one is the death of queer culture <laughs> just like the, uh, and not even the death it's like it's been it's been dead honey but it's like, right, like right, right, but right. this is the final nail yeah of like well similarly i'm like is there i feel like we could there's like a drag race moment that 
that right. could also maybe even when they did the first speaking lip sync. No, I actually thought that was genius, and I was like, I know. "This is breathing life back into queer yeah. culture." Finally, when was that? The first speaking that was that like, was literally like three weeks ago. Oh my god, that's oh, well, great. <laughs> yeah, I I understand and respect what you're saying about the Beyonce. I understand. And I love Beyonce. What you're saying too. I love Beyonce, and I wait. No, every, no, no, no. I think you know, it's I think it's actually like exactly right because it essentially is elevated Alyssa Edwards track. <laughs> I mean, I, and I would kill for an Alyssa Edwards version of, <laughs> of these songs, but it's just, it's like, I, I, I just kind of can't believe people are talking about it as if it's doing anything like revolutionary at all. Like, well, I mean, but that's how, how it is you... with Beyonce. You kind of have to like, right. Like literally people, it's like people are normal and then Beyonce happens and they enter this dream space <laughs> where they're kind of like free associating well, see, like, this is such a millennial thing that I hate, which is like, and Beyonce is so fucking linked to it, which is like hyperbole. Mm, like, mm. and and I am, I, I'm go, I'm gonna do this five more. I'm, I'll, I'll do it constantly through the end of the episode. I'm gonna do it tonight at home. You know, like I I I am a huge perpetrator of this very thing. But like, right. but it's just even just now, I'm a huge perpetrator. Like, you know, it's like. Right, right. Just, you're like, like I'm the truly, top hyperbole I, user. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, the, like there's something about like Beyonce and the internet and millennials in media, and like 2014 or 2013, mm-hmm. where it's like Beyonce is literally the most amazing person on the planet. Like, that's a horrible example. I'm sure you guys could do funnier versions of it, but it's like you know what I'm talking about. It's like it's you can only talk about Beyonce in this way. That's like. She is, she is Christ, and I'm gagged, mm-hmm. and I'm dead, and lock me up in a coffin. Be- you know, whatever. It's it's the Beyonce. Can yeah, do. yeah, I'm choking blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think help, help, call nine one one. Yeah, John, you're pointing out. I think we're really only now starting to feel the utter shockwaves of the early 2010s. I think it, before it was yeah. like this is a flash in the pan, and now it's like now it's adult, and now it's like this is the the real world. We've created a world. And uh, we have to live in it. Well, it's like, and it's like a kind of, it's it's just um, an extension of adolescence. Like, it's a kind of way of staying a teenager your whole mm. life. Like, it, it's like millennials being in their 20s and being in media and being like, no, I'm, st- they, I still want to, yeah, because we're in a permanent adolescence on the apps, you know, on, yeah. on Instagram. Well, and that's what I, I, what I was going to mention is like, it can exist outside of the ecosystem of the internet because, in fact, the reason why you get rewarded for hyperbole is because you're constantly competing with other things people are saying. Yes, so the only yes, way to get noticed to is you have to be. What are yeah. you going to do? Right? Like, I thought this was a, a, a good effort, period. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, totally you're going to get no. some, the police will show up and shoot you in your home. You can't. <laughs> that, that's not an acceptable opinion. Oh, wow. And that's an example right there. Um, <laughs> no but i no i guess i just i'm kind of like i listen I, I again i really beyonce was extremely important to me like i i love beyonce and i i really do i mean hello my instagram yeah it's your name on the internet <laughs> like hello i honor her even in my instagram <laughs> <laughs> but like i don't know i i just like she is very like her kind of like type A ness, her kind of like Tracy Flick ness is like mm-hmm. very beautiful to me. It always has been. Uh, me too, a hundred percent. Completely. Yeah. Like I, but there is just something 
okay, the doorbell rang, and I need I need like two Please. minutes, and you can honestly keep no, this, this in. No, this is great, and let the and let the time. Oh um, no, this is this ferment is our favorite for thing the in the world. Let this it ferment. So how do you think John's okay. doing? Be honest. Sam, can you can you hear literally the pigeons fighting? No, I can't hear them. Is it really loud? I, you, I can't hear it at all. They are I they are f- literally fighting. Their feathers are like they're like slapping one another. <laughs> it's fully it is fight club. I I cannot believe there's like nothing I can do. I'm going to literally throw something at the window and maybe it'll like get a squirt bottle. Give them a little squirt. Say, "Hey, calm down." It's true it's truly insane. Um anyway, to answer your question, yeah, how's John doing? Do you think? Be honest. He won't hear this. Yeah, he w- he won't yeah. ever hear it. I mean, oh, <gasps> I hear a door. No, really. How's he doing? Hello. And so that's why I didn't agree with anything he said. Oh, <laughs> hey, John. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. So we were talking no, about. No, we were just kind of jumping off of something you said. Yeah, okay. we were just sort of agreeing and sort of um, expanding and expounding. I love that. <laughs> Which do you prefer? Expanding, expanding or expounding? Yeah. <laughs> expanding. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's your phallic nature all over again. Yeah. yeah. Expanding. Expanding. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no, I was talking about the type A trace of it. Well, who cares? I all, Look, all I'm saying is this. <laughs> I just like, how can you not hear it as anything other than someone just like cynically tapping into a market and like, you know, which is fine. It's always like all pop music is that and all like kind of like pop divas and gay like at a certain point in their careers just being like okay i'm now officially for the gays that's all i'm not saying that's like i mean of course duh i'm not like i don't feel betrayed by it or anything i just can't mm-hmm. believe people are talking about it as if it's like absolutely revolutionary even though we've been yeah. living in like for years we've been and also it just this is my biggest problem with it it feels so educational in the way that rupaul has always been like now gather around. This is what little, you know, little Edie and big Edie. Everyone, let's learn. You know, like everyone gather around. The, you know, ball culture is from the this in Harlem and blah blah. blah. It's like I'm so sick of this condescension. Like I'm, I'm happy. I guess that people are like teaching the kids about what. Right, but I'm right, also right. just like, yeah. why does it have to? Why does it have to feel like fucking Sesame Street? And I feel yeah. like the album feels like Sesame Street a little bit. Like, it's just a little bit like, and now I teach you about the, like, house of la beige. You know, it's like, <laughs> and it's like, and every, and then and then what happens is she's just creating, like, by doing that on the album, then she knows she's creating an entire industry of YouTubers going, so when Beyonce says house of la beige, what she's referencing <laughs> is ball culture. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's in yeah. TikTok. She's just, it's just plugged into TikTok. It's just her. It's so now all these TikTokers are going. So like, this is actually rooted in a history of, of ball culture in the, in the eighties in her. It's like, it's just like, it's so, it just doesn't, it's just corny to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's corny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Carney. Well, that, I mean, I we I think both of us are afraid <laughs> no, to speak. No. To be honest, just um, just to be clear, <laughs> I'm just gathering my thoughts. Yes, okay, no, fine, please, please, please. And when I'm ready, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it may be once the episode has ended, but he will be ready. Okay. Also, wait. I can I also keep talking about it, please. I'm so sorry. Please feel free to edit all. Sure. Stuff. No, no, like, no, no. I I actually I'm so happy you wish. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we started on fermentation, like trying to talk about street culture, and yet all my, all my rage is directed towards gay culture. And yet we're talking about literally Beyonce. Basically, yeah. like, 
I just, you know, yes, it did. It like the kind of the the internet like kind of digesting break my soul and being like, and also like talking about like, sorry, just all these videos that came out like right when Break My Soul came out that were like, so this, so here's like listicles, listicles of like kind of house music from the 90s, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, and maybe some people really don't know what that is (laughs) and that's okay. And I'm happy they're learning because I genuinely love that music. Yeah. But like, I don't know, just the tone of it is so kind of, but so it has, it did work on me though. It did make me want to go back and hear Robin S and like CC yeah. Peniston <laughs> and um it's always so hard to say her mm-hmm. name and then and then um you know Crystal Waters or whatever and like I go I went back to the songs it worked on me I went back to the songs it's really nice to hear how just like thematically simple they are like on a lyrical level they're just about like heartbreak or like well, I'm they're in meant love. To be on, it's you're on a dance floor. Exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. But which is actually why are... over intellectualizing them does them a disservice because they're not meant to be over intellectualized. Totally. And then, but then also, I'm like lyrically, I'm just like I'm so appreciative of their like simplicity and the fact that they're like just always tapping into the universal of like heartbreak or falling in love, instead of like the kind of break my soul thing, which is so it's so, it's also f- dizzying and frenzied and like kind of generally just like about empowerment. And about you know what I mean, and and that and I so much of the album is about empowerment in a way that I'm just like I it just continually shocks me that like people don't feel devastated by like empowering music because it's like it's to me like there's now there's no difference between that and a you know an American Express commercial like mm-hmm. where there's like a vogue mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that, <laughs> that's like how how totally. like how, there it's no longer distinguishable the same fucking designers photographers cinematographers stylists are working on the beyonce video and on the american express commercial they're doing it's the exact same aesthetic they're it's the same people generating the content and like one is like and so it's like how why don't you feel devastated why don't you feel betrayed like i do feel betrayed i said i didn't but i do you know like i'm just like i don't know i just don't it's hard to believe someone now when they're like claim to be championing championing or fermenting (laughs) (laughs) he's trying trying. he's trying (laughs) you know what i mean like these like yeah like marginalized voices when it's like it will this just feels so indistinguishable from sure a nike commercial so it's like i don't know that's why i'm like yes take me back to just when the song was about like heartbreak and also my big complaint, and then I'm done, George, because mm-hmm. I want <laughs> my big complaint is literally just like those singers could like if, if it's dance music, you actually need to be quiet at some at some point and let the groove <laughs> play. You literally just like need to let the beat play so that you can dance. Beyonce literally cannot be quiet. She has to inject. <laughs> she has to inject every single moment with the little melisma, the little layer yeah. of melisma yeah. of like nineteen Beyonce going. <laughs> right, right. If only, if only we, the three of us, could silence her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what she needs is to be silenced. Yeah. specifically by by the three of us. Yes, yes. Yeah, more yes. white gay men silencing but like, her. But then, of course, I think about her back in Destiny Child. And she was actually always doing that, and so that makes me kind of once again feel charitable towards her and actually very endeared what? she's always been like yes. <laughs> right no i actually think what you're like what you're pointing to in general is a more like it's like a systemic critique rather than a critique of beyonce yeah, yeah. i actually think beyonce is like 
going right where she needs to be yeah, going. Yeah, it is yeah. a it is a natural progression of who she was in like 1999 when she first entered the scene. Yeah. And it ultimately is not her fault that the people she worked with also work with American Express. Yeah, However, yeah, yeah, it totally. is disorienting to be in this kind of like media surround where it's just like you're getting the same images and messages from from everywhere. Yes. And also, going back to the condescending tone of the articles that you were talking yeah. about, you can also kind of never tell how genuine someone anyone is ever being about how they talk when they talk about anything. Totally. I, you can never tell, even when they're doing like the educational thing, are they being earnest? Are they being kind of like in this kind of like Stan Twitter way, kind of like she invented music? <laughs> of course, I don't think someone's saying that think is being earnest and in fact it's like stupid for me to to disagree with and be like actually she didn't yeah yeah right right <laughs> but you're kind of like it's almost postmodern and it's like there are no um yeah the- sig- signify it's <laughs> totally totally it's like it's like impossible it, it's like designed so that you can't talk about it it's literally, it's literally like what are we talking about yeah yeah, yeah. mean what you say like it, that's you know it's it's very yeah. sad because like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that as someone who decided to come out after seeing a particularly moving American Express commercial, I stand Beyonce. She can hit me with a semi truck <laughs> and I'm gagging for you, mamacita. <laughs> I just I, I mean, I just also have to let these ideas kind of like ferment. You know, exactly. Like, yeah, I, you got to <laughs> let them. You got to let them ferment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I can't believe you chose this very podcast. It is an to, honor um, and a privilege to do this sort of Beyonce rant. I'm so. This will be shared far oh, and wide. No, People no, will. No, no, no. <laughs> We're gonna clip just your monologue and use no. it for promo purposes. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> no, I'm no, but I think what no, you're saying, you, about, like, you can't like. I, it's really hard because everyone only speaks in hyperbole about this kind of music. And I just mean like any kind of, and I mean like right, when right, right. gay guys <laughs> talk about like diva music, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's really hard to know if anyone's actually, ex- it feels like you're in this kind of death grip or this like, like, um, a hundred percent. Like we're all holding each other at gunpoint where like <laughs> yeah. no one can actually express if like they're actually experiencing pleasure. Right, you know, or anything, or, or well, anything. I think it's also. I don't. I it's. I almost don't even. I'm almost like it's not even hyperbole. It's actually like a different set of language rules. Like you are. It's not that you are speaking in hyperbole in the English language. It's yeah. that you are entering this other dreamscape where this is now how we talk <laughs> for the sake of this conversation. And we, and when it's time to give the presentation at work, we can go back to English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. But yeah, yogurt. And I mean, so in terms of so, yogurt, though, so yeah. yogurt, we can't go back no, to fermentation. So. I actually think we've fed the children. Um, we've given them <laughs> a show. We turned yeah. it out, and I think um, I actually think we have to do our final. Whoa! Segment. Oh my god! Okay, was not expecting. Is that, that no? I'm I'm so really time wise. You are. Correct, I do have to go soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Well, you should have thought about that before As you Sam before you launched. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And thank you for saying that because I've been waiting for you to open up this can of worms. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. 
George did the other segment, so I'll do this yeah. one. And then, by the way, I have a segment at the end of that. Oh, oh well, perfect. Yeah. You were asked to come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John. Our final segment is called Shoutouts. And in it, we give a shout out to anything that we are enjoying in the homage of straight culture. We uh, shout out in the style. Imagine it's 2001. You're in Times Square at TRL. Shouting out to your squad back home about anything that you enjoy. And I have one. Whoa. You know, as is the tradition, we don't think of them ahead of time. And I'm just now really kind of really hitting a wall. Well, yeah. can I ask, is it oh, yeah. here's some time for you to think? Please. I'll just ask Sam. So George, yeah, yeah, yeah. start thinking now. Yeah, um, please. Shut Sam, is it is it is it something in straight culture that we want to shout out to or just anything at all? Anything at all. What's straight about it is just the form of the, the shout out. Shout out. <laughs> it's like an homage to that. Yeah. Got it. But I'll start. Go. Yeah. Go. Okay. Ooh, what a beautiful voice. Thank you. What's up, freaks, losers, and perverts, and everyone around the globe? Woo! I would like to give a huge shout out to small, tiny cups of coffee. Everyone in this nation is go, 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 and they want a big gulp of coffee. And I'm looking at a little cup of coffee, and I'm saying, this won't drive me crazy. It's a nice treat. You can actually then have it later in the evening because it's just a little bit of coffee. Get yourself a small cup of coffee. It's more versatile. You don't need you reject productivity culture. Get a little cup of coffee and enjoy it and say, maybe I'll be sleepy in an hour and a half. And that's okay. Allow yourself to be sleepy and have the flavor of coffee and a little bit of caffeine. We are obsessed with big cups. It's toxic. It's phallic. Enjoy a small cup of coffee. I love you. All right. Let's see. Do you want me to go? Do you want me to go? No, no. This is that would just be so rude. That would be insane for you to even suggest that. Oh my god, (laughs) that would honestly like make you not a guest anymore, and it would make you a co-host. You would be, and that would just be such a different vibe. We'd have to do a photo shoot. It would be crazy. Um, (laughs) we'd have to do a photo shoot. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Say that. Wait, I literally just had. Oh, no. oh my god! Sorry. Oh my this. god! <laughs> I literally okay. No, okay. this is everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Uh, this this is, does happen uh, like once every few months. George, I know it's you. Actually, like, I know you, shocking. and you've got this. Okay, okay, okay. I want to give a quick shout. First of all, let me say this: What's up, bitch whores out there? And let me say this, actually, since I've now started talking. I want to give a quick shout out to not committing to one signature thing and having that be your personality. And this is where I'm coming from with this. My entire life, I ordered a vodka martini, slightly dry, without, slightly uh, dirty, with olives. Mm. I then switched to a gin martini with a twist. And I actually thought that offered something different, something I wasn't getting before from the vodka from the olives. And then my immediate thought was, oh, so now I'm a gin martini person. But no, we're all different. We all are constantly evolving. That is something Beyonce taught me in her expansive oeuvre. And I can actually go to a restaurant tomorrow, go back to vodka. I can go to a restaurant the day after that, go back to gin. I can actually go get a gin martini with a twist and ask for olives on the side as a little snack and not worry about the fact that the two flavors are clashing. I can decide I'm a short shorts person. Next day, I'm wearing vintage long baggy shorts. (laughs) 
That's beautiful. Honey, as long as they're vintage. Not everything is about self-branding, and you can be whoever you want on any given day. Wow. You have to decolonize your mind, and you have to order different cocktails on different days of the week. Woo! That is so powerful. That really speaks to how we put ourselves in little cages. Yeah. It's so, and I, I've been like that since I was a kid, just like, be like, well, I only wear khakis. Yeah. And guess what I'm wearing today? Jeans. Khakis. Khakis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally like, I am still, I'm just the exact same, just muted color palette, like grays yeah. and browns, soft browns and grays. And like, don't look at me. But, um, well, I, I was thinking about it, actually, exactly what you were saying before John about the extended adolescence because it is an adolescent impulse to be like this is my favorite band yes this is yes, how I dress totally this is my vibe yes in some ways as you grow older you gravitate towards a, a, a more specific personality but you also can expand rather than contract yes totally sure. much like the podcast today I think was like a beautiful exercise in that we came on trying yeah. to critique straight culture via fermentation yeah. and ended up via fermentation <laughs> Via fermentation. I, I, I do think fermentation is an apt metaphor for expanding as, yes, it as is. you grow. Yes, it is. And here grow, we are. And, and, and becoming something different and more complex. And Ooh. alcoholic. Right. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers, folks. girls. <laughs> I love our martinis. Oh, we're, we're, we're having martinis on vacation. That's a given. Oh my God, we're we're having. Mar you know what else? So I'm gonna make margaritas. You didn't tell me where, right? You're making margaritas, really? I'm make. I'm gonna make margaritas. We'll tell you off, Mike. Can you tell me and then just bleep it out? We're in. A That's so obvious. I cannot believe I didn't think that. <laughs> I'm so stupid. That's John, amazing. That's, okay. that's exciting. Yeah, we're very excited. This is our first time really going on vacation together. Yeah, could be drama. Get ready. Could be drama. There will be drama. We're going with our significant others and another gay couple. That I've never met before. You never met them. Well, you talk, You actually... But maybe chatted, talk to one on Scruff, I think. Chatted with one of them on Scruff. Whereas I've actually never seen either of them sexually. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I saw them sexually. Maybe I was just being nice. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> well, <laughs> beep that. <laughs> beep, beep that. He I'm comes back from vacation. He's like, I'm going to listen to Sam's podcast. <laughs> He's like, I had so much fun getting to know him and having sex with him. And then it says... Um, <laughs> yeah. Never thought of him. He was just being nice. Um, that was a joke. I don't know. I actually don't know our relationship. Um, it's been. We years. haven't. It hasn't. Yeah, we haven't decided yet what your relationship will be. Yeah. But after a few margaritas slash martinis, <laughs> we'll check back in. Wait. So did you say gin with a twist? Because that is my drink, and I need to let go. So, oh, this is actually <laughs> another element of this, right? So gin with a twist. That's my current. That's the yeah. mode I currently am in. After a lot of my pretty much my entire twenties being vodka slightly dirty. Yeah. I then switched to gin with a twist. I'm gin with olives. But I miss olives. I know, I me love, too. Get, I get olives in the gin, baby. I know. It's tough because then you hear from bartenders that gin, you should... It's like gin goes better with a twist. Box They're trying to gatekeep. It's toxic. I, I agree. And you know what else? You what? can get both. You can literally get... Whatever. These people. Yeah, John... I can't... <laughs> yeah. John, 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 whenever you're ready. Okay. Please stop me. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. What's up, you guys? I'm John Early. I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee, and, um, but I've lived in New York primarily, and then I just took a little turn in L.A., hoping <laughs> to come back to New York as soon as possible. Um, I want to shout out Carrie Russell. Um, I have <laughs> recently finished all of the Americans, and I'm, I'm so stunned and so moved by her performance. 
Um, she's taught me incredible things, um, about such as like, <laughs> such as in the Iraq and Asian countries and like such as. Um, no, she's taught me amazing things. She's taught me amazing things such as um, the power of control. A lot of actors really rely on being so loosey goosey and kind of free spirits to find to to emote. But I feel like Carrie Russell finds emotion through actually extreme control, and it's um, <laughs> and and she finds her way to a state of being uncontrolled through control. I also want to say she um, avoids cliche at every turn. She has never once been cliched, and um, she is so graceful. And there's something really beautiful about the way that she's also like a powerhouse TV actress, meaning there's a kind of element of being a workhorse involved that I find very moving and less glamorous than being a movie actress. Um, anyway, the Americans are really. I really want all my friends back home to check it out and thank you guys so much. Woo! Talk about respecting the craft. Okay. Now I've seen yeah. everything. I love her so much. I'm like madly in love with her right now. And obviously Felicity was huge for me, but the Americans, I'm like... People stuck. say it's so good. I you know, the it. Americans is one of... Do you hear that? No. It's a pigeon. I hear, I hear it. You don't hear it. You can it's hear my literally... nails. You can hear it. <laughs> anyway, um... It's actually nuts. They're truly like there are three of them fighting. They're I can see their I'm not exaggerating. I can see their wings like slapping one another. Wow. I'm not kidding. Wow. <laughs> I wish I could turn the camera. Anyway, um, I have heard it, it. The Americans is one of those shows and one of those actually cultural products where it's like all people you think are like the smartest recommend it to you. <gasps> Don't you feel? I mean, I yes, no. It's it's like a kind of it's an undersung prestige show. Exactly. It's exactly. Like, it's yeah, it's yeah, as yeah. good as like. It's as good as Mad Men, as good as Sopranos. I'm sorry. It's as as Breaking Bad. Uh oh. Never seen it, but never will. Uh -oh. I actually. <laughs> All right. Sorry. You must okay. watch the Americans. I will. Okay. And I will. you'll maybe think the first episode's like, oh, this isn't really for me, and that's okay, and I'll kind of leave it. But you got to push through. I think I did watch the first episode, actually. Yeah. I, yeah, I watched I watch it a couple more. times. I was like, no. You know, and then, you, and then feel... you like, it reveals itself. It's stunning. Do you feel it's critical enough of like, like, is it coming from a very American point of view? No, it's that's what's no, also okay. deeply exciting. I mean, like, it's interesting. Part of what's very exciting about it is it's like it's especially exotic to watch now, post kind of Trump era, and also this the current war <laughs> in Ukraine, mm -hmm. um, right, because right. it's like it's very not Russophobic. It's like very much kind of like okay, you know, sympathetic obviously towards communism. <laughs> um, it's really it's really exciting. Wow. And and it's very it has a very gentle and sometimes a very scathing critique of America too. Well, I'm ready. But it's mostly about family, which we can all get behind, no matter so who, if behind. you're Democrat, Republican, or anything in between. <laughs> As queer people, we make our own family. American Express. So so go out there and vote. Get out there. If you're in line, stay in line. Thank you, John, for doing our podcast. It has been genuinely an honor. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm um, bored. I it's been so fun, and we really appreciate you doing it. Thank you. I've just I'm I'm going to upload my file, which is not what mm. I should say on air. No, but, um, this is a process had, pod. We like when people I, say stuff like yeah. that. No, it's been very very meta too the whole time. Um, I love you guys. This was so much fun. I feel like we went to unexpected places, much like the process of fermentation. And I'm <laughs> going to take my fingernails, and I'm going to put some apple cider vinegar on them. <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, maybe sprinkle them on top of a taco. Yeah, destigmatize oh. fingernails. Destigmatize and fingernails. embrace fermentation all in one. Yeah. yeah. Um, John, well, it has been truly an honor. Thank you. 
I'm serious. I did forget that your fingernails have been sitting in front of you the whole time. That is kind of a slide. They've yeah, been in a teeny tiny little pile. <laughs> I love like, that. Pr- take a like, <gasps> pre- like like pretty matches. John, can you take a picture that we can you post on our Instagram? Yeah. Pretty matches. John. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it pretty matches is Sarah Jessica Parker's um, production company. And on that, mm-hmm. and that, that's when you cut out and c- cut to the music. Okay. Okay, bye. No, um, okay, that's the end. Wow. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started.